All right, so let's go first of all to uh, Ephesians chapter 1. Of course, one of my favorite books, Ephesians chapter number 1. And I want to go down and read verse number 15. We're going to get our subject. Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to go down to verse number 15. Ephesians chapter 1, this is the prayer. When I say the prayer, this prayer has already been prayed. It's not like, uh, I'm, you know, we don't want to be religious. This is what the Spirit of God, the heart of God said about us. This is here. That's why this is so important. Verse number 15, Paul said, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and your love to all the saints. So we know he's talking to the Gentile believers here because of what he's saying. And then in the next verse he says, I cease not, I cease not to pray for you. I cease, thank you very much. I cease not to pray for you, making mention of you always in my prayer. I pray for you. I cease not to pray for you, making mention of you always in my prayers. And then it says that the God, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The spirit of wisdom and the revelation in the knowledge of him. Make the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? What is the exceeding greatness of his power? To us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Last week we dealt with the word authority we're still in that same vein, but we're using the word power today and authority. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Everything going on now is in the heavenly places. The Bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principles. And where are they in heavenly places? Where did God sit his throne? In heavenly places. Where are you right now spiritually? Everything is going on in the heavenly places. That's why you got to know this. Next verse says, verse 19 again says, verse 19 again, what is the exceeding the greatness of his power to us? To us. When he, who, who believe now, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, the word wrought mean done and finished in Christ. And set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Remember, that's the place of authority. His own right hand. Far above all principalities, all power, and might, and dominion, every name that's named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, which we are in, not only in that dispensation, but also in the dispensation that you're in 
which is the dispensation of grace, and hath, past tense, put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. The church got all the benefits and has put all things, not something, all things under his feet gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now, we're going to go to where God gave me the, the teaching from, the subject. I'm going to show you the subject, but I'm only going to show you one verse. And that's for my subject, because we got go, to go there. We got to get there. So I'm doing this for my subject's sake. Hopefully the next service, uh, we can be able to get there. I don't know. I never know what's going to happen from one service to the other. All right. But we're going to go there in, in, in the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter number five. Let me find that because this is going to be my subject. One verse. Now remember, I gave you the victory already been given to us. That's what I just showed you. You already sit together in heaven and place in Christ. That's authority. All right. He's already set us in, in heavenly places over all principalities and powers. That's the authority you have. All right. But here in the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 5. I got an early call. This message came at 5.30, August the 8th, 5.30 to 6.30, we had that conversation. Mark chapter 5. We're going to go down to the last uh, Mark chapter 5. I don't want to shortchange you on none of this. But let's go to verse 24. Now, I'm giving you this, I'm giving you my message. What am I giving you? I'm giving you my message, my testimony. But I hope it become yours. That ain't, I can't handle no quiet. I can't handle no blessed quiet this morning. Maybe I should preach this only to the, to the television audience, but I don't want to do that. I, wanna, I want you to get this. Matthew, uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 24. Jesus went with him. Now, we got, uh, there's a whole lot of stuff happening before then. But I'm going to do this for you. Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. The crowd was packed. And a certain woman who has an issue of blood, 12 years. Now, don't forget, we got two stories in this same chapter, and both of them happened for 12 years. This woman had a situation in her body for 12 years. She had suffered many things of many physicians, number one. Number two, she had spent all that she had, number three, and nothing better. Now, that's an awesome thing when you hear those three put together. 
She suffered many things of many doctors. She spent all that she had. She was nothing better, but rather got worse. Look at her situation. And that happened for 12 years. When she had heard of Jesus, not, not thing getting ready to change. See, if I was reading it, I would say, but when, but. But when she heard about Jesus, she came in to the press. That means the crowd. She got in the crowd. She came in the back door. Because her situation, she couldn't be around nobody. So she came in the crowd, but she had to come in behind the people. Shame. She came in the press behind. And she grabbed his skirt. The Bible called it his garment. You know anything about a priest's garment? They had a pomegranate and a fruit, a pomegranate and a fruit around the edge of the garment. Probably Jesus probably had those little tassels that the Jews have. Each one of them represents scriptures. So here she come in the audience. And the Bible says, she heard Jesus came in. She heard, when she heard Jesus with that, she came in, touched his garment. And she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. I know everybody else trying to get to Jesus. I'm trying to get, if I can just, that's why I told you, you first come in, we want to reverence the presence of the Lord. So you got to understand something. Some of y'all don't understand. Some of y'all don't know how powerful the presence of the Lord is. If, if the present is that powerful, that means he has to be present. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. You want to reverence the presence of the Lord because you may not ever get a chance to have what the experience this woman had. But all of this happens in the presence of the Lord. This woman says, I've been like this for 12 years. I suffered many things of many physicians. I spent all that I had to fix this problem. And nothing got better. But I got worse. This is her testimony. But when she heard Jesus was in town, she came in the behind the press, came up in the back way and grabbed his clothes. She said, if I may touch but his clothes. This is the holy man of God here. She referenced who he is. I shall behold. And straightway, this, 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 thing, this thing just happened. Because she referenced who it is. The greatest thing for you to receive from God, you got to recognize who he is. I talked I talk about it just a bit, little bit this morning, and I said, here is God. Look how awesome God is. After all God had did in Pharaoh, he said, okay, we get ready to bring him out now. I want you to do one thing, Moses. I want you to kill a lamb. And I want you to take the blood from that lamb and put it over the door of the people I want to protect. And everybody that do not have the blood going to be killed tonight if they're one of the firstborn. So that's all I need you to do. Let me know when that's done. Because at midnight tonight, I'm coming down. And everybody don't have the blood, over the doorpost, I can't pass over. But if they got the blood, I'm going to pass over the house and I'm going to go to somebody else. It's going to be Passover tonight. 
That same night, the Lord came down and saved his people. And it was evidence because at midnight, they walked out of Egypt. Now, you just think, I've been slaves here all these years, but that night, he, they walked out of Egypt a free man. Now, you got to see that spiritually because this is the same thing happened. Immediately, you got to be able to see when God do something, it's done. My whole point is I want you not to miss the message. See, you got, if you don't get the message, you can't get the victory. All right, here we go. She grew worse. When she heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment, she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be healed. I shall be whole, that made whole. And straightway, one of the versions said, I shall be healed. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up immediately. In the Bible, here's another part. She felt in her body. See, when God does something, you feel it in your body. So you got to hear everything I'm trying to say. This is not an emotional message. This is not something out. This is real. When God touches you, you feel it in your body. That she was healed of that plague. And the Bible said, and Jesus immediately, knowing in himself, not only she felt it, but Jesus felt it. The Bible says he's so easily touched with the feelings of our infirmity. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue, power, had gone out of him. And he turned about in the press and says, who touched my clothes? Now his disciples going like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Do you see all these people? He said, I know all that. I understand that. Next verse says, his disciples said to him, you said, the, don't you see the mother too pressing all up on you? And you said, who touched me? Jesus said, no, you don't understand, son. He looked round about and he see that who had done this thing. Because this woman was fearing and trembling, knowing that what was done in her. She knew what was done in her. She came and she fell down before him and told him all the truth. Told him, I've been like this 12 years. But I knew if I could just touch your clothes, I'm going to be. See, she came and told him what happened. She got what God had for her life. This ain't no game. It's a reality. And the Bible says, and he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. And behold, of your plague. I want the, the, my tape minister there to put verse 34 out of the NLT up on the screen. Mark 5, 34, NLT. That's where I got myself. Now this happened at 5.30 on the 8th. This was the word that God gave me to minister this morning. Changed everything. That's why I said, don't play with me today. You know, if you don't feel churchy today, don't, don't just sit down and watch. There's no religious section. This is real deal here. When God came in that place midnight that night, they've been in slavery. They family, they four family, 400 years ago. 
Wasn't no search, wasn't nobody thinking about getting out until Moses showed up. Moses said, I bring you great news from the Lord. Well, how are you going to get us out of here? I got a stick and I got a hand that God has changed the shape. Took it out of his book and said, see there, see how I look? I got this hand and I got this stick. See, man, don't you realize Pharaoh got horses and chariots and he said, I, I, I got God. If I can get you to see who you got. Come on, somebody say, I have the Lord. Have the Lord. Like, so greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You got to see who the greatest. Here, here's the script. Let me see it on the screen. Let me see it on the screen. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Here's my subject. Your suffering is over. Hey, I say, hey, that, that's what God said to me. He said, son, listen, your suffering is over. You know when that happens? When your word comes. So that's why I said, don't be religious on me today. You need to get the word that I give you today and make sure that you wear it out. Let it become your word. Come on, look around and somebody say, today is your day. Your suffering is over. So you got to receive the word. Come on, receive the word, receive the word. Come on, I need somebody to go receive the word. I, I, listen, I can't, go, I can't go nowhere. I can't go nowhere until somebody, I need somebody to, I need somebody to receive the word. Let, let me come on this side. Let me come on this side. I need somebody. I need somebody to receive the word. Don't get quiet on me. I need somebody to receive the word. Jacob, Joseph was locked up until his word came. I want you to find that verse up. Joseph was locked up in prison until his word came. The children of Israel was locked up in Egypt in slavery. Hadn't gotten paid for 400 years until their word came. I don't care what you've been going through. When the word comes, hey! Don't tell me, don't tell me what he cannot do. I'm talking about brought them out with a stick. Came down to the Red Sea and the people started crying out, oh, here come the chariot, they gonna kill us. God says, what you calling me for? Stretch out your rod. I gave you what you needed. Now, are we all right now? No, you can be seated. 
Just want to make sure you understand. So my subject once again is what? Your suffering is over. Now when you deal with the word suffering, you talk about your, with pain, in case y'all taking them. Distress, injury, disease, body not functioning properly. What's your problem? Sicknesses. But I want you to see it. I want you to see what I see. God gave me some, some, some messages out of here. First, he took me to Romans chapter 4. Let me show you something. That's why you got to let me teach you because he's teaching me. And what a lot of people don't understand, they've been trying to do something with Abraham's faith. First, they started doing with their faith. Then they went to Abraham's faith. Let me show you something. This is what God showed me. I thought so many things I got to minister to you, but I'm just giving you one verse. Romans chapter 4 and verse 16. You want to put it on the screen in the King James Version. Romans chapter 4. See, when you study Romans chapter 4 all these years, and the Spirit of God said to me, he said, now you got to understand something now. You got to understand. That's why I keep telling people it's a difference in the faith you have. And what a lot of folk is trying to do, first of all, is use their own faith. That's a lot of folk. That's why I always say, listen. That's why I always keep telling you, listen to me. See, you got to understand something. Most people are trying to get healed with their own faith. It can't work. And then you got people trying to get healed with Abraham's faith. Romans chapter 4 and verse 16. Therefore, it's of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. All the seed. Not only that which is of the law. See, all the seed of the law. But to that which is of the faith of Abraham. See, who is the father of us all. And what, if you don't watch what Paul is doing, he's giving you everything from beginning to end. And most people stop right there. The father of faith. Abraham is the father of faith. He's not questioning that. But when you, when you stop there, you're only using Abraham's faith. Now let's go over to Galatia. And let's look at Galatia chapter 2 and verse 16. See, this is what God does for me. He takes me through the word. And he says, son, this is what you got to understand. When people keep, when Paul had to open their eyes, this is what he has to do. You got to write and revive the word. So in, 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 in Galatians chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse number 16. So you have to know the difference. People wonder why things not happening. Romans chapter 2 and verse 16. I'm sorry, Galatians chapter 2. I'm, I'm going to read uh, verse 15 and 16. Watch what, watch what Paul's going to say. We who are Jews by nature, knowing and, and not sinners of the Gentiles, because that's who they call Gentile, knowing that a man, now remember, he's, he's a Jew. He said, knowing that a man, watch this, is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Wait a minute. I just read to you Romans 4, 16, the faith of Abraham. 
Over here, he says, the faith of Jesus Christ. See, we'll get that later. That's why you got to know. So you just underline that. I'm not teaching on that today. I got enough for you for a week. Somebody say amen. All right. Now, we, what you got? Psalm 105, 19. Let's go to that on the screen. Psalms 105. Now, I want you to underline these things. Uh, those who watch our television broadcast, please underline these things in your Bible because I'm showing you something that I had to learn. See, I've been trying to use Abraham's faith. See, you got to understand something. The faith that God gave me, us is free. See, you, you, you'll get that in a minute. That's why I keep saying over and over and over. I know people can say that, but you got to know. When you got something going on in your body, you got to know or you're going to die. See, this is not a game. And people come to this house to get the word. That's why, listen, listen. See, people come get the word. That's why you got to listen to what I'm saying. I'm not, remember, I'm a nice guy. I just, I got, I, listen, I'm a very nice guy. But when it come down for your life, it cannot be religious. You don't, you don't, you don't say amen unless you receive something from the Lord. You in the presence of the Lord. You just don't say something. That's why I'm, I, I, that's my whole thing I'm teaching in this church. And I'm very hard. Because you're in the presence of the Lord. I, listen, my whole thing is that the, the spirit of a living God would just hover over us. But you gotta, you cannot just say something because you want to say something. When you say something, it means he's doing something. Do everybody understand what I mean? You, when you're in the presence of the Lord, you just cannot. You have, what the Bible said, be slow to what? Quick to what? Hear. Quick to hear and slow to, slow to speak, slow to rap. You got to understand, you, when you're in the presence of the Lord, you got to shut your mouth. Let your words be few. Because the Spirit of the Lord is moving in the place. And I want you to understand how to operate in the presence of the Lord. I, this happened to me every week. This is how I get my message. When God gave me this message, I was, I was laying in my bed. You saw me last week. I, I showed you, let you see something in my life. How many, how many know what they saw last week that I let you see? Some of y'all don't even know what you saw. I let you see my weakness. I let you see my weakness last week. Some of y'all don't even know what you saw. I let you, this is this, this how I did. See, I don't know what you're looking at. And I told you I'd hurt my back. I let you see my weakness. So the day I walk in, you don't even know what you're looking at. This is not a game. It's not a game, is it, brother? That man knows what I'm talking about. The Spirit of God said to me, <laughs> what an awesome God. He always talked to me, but this is something. My wife, my wife and my daughter here, both of them got me a stick. I got me a, 
My wife said, just take the tall one. My daughter said, no, I'll take this one. You need to just take it with wherever you go. And I said, I ain't Moses. I'm not, I'm just being honest, but my whole thing is either he is or he's not. When I come down to the Red Sea in my life, either he is or he's not. And listen, the spirit of the Lord, I already know God is. My experiences with God, I'm talking about from laying his hand on my shoulder for coming up on me, touching me, I feel God every day. So how can I question God? So when I say either he is or he's not, that's the kind of life I live. When God told us about this church here and people left the church, when that happened, God told me, he says, uh, we're going to build this church. And they said, you know, I went back and let the church know six, six and a half. It, wasn't, it was 3.5 then. They're not coming over here because you're going to want to take our money from us and build a church. They don't realize God's going to build a church. He didn't want you to witness. God know you didn't have no money when you came over here. <laughs> you know, people just like, they're going to take money. You don't have no money. God got people already assigned to this ministry who got money. How, how do I know that? Because I know that. You don't go out and do something without letting you know. So let's get back. Let's get back to the message. Psalm 105 and verse number 19. But I want to start. In verse 17, mark your Bible, verse 17. The Bible says, he sent a man before them. Now, you got to watch how awesome God is. God already knew Israel was going to go into captivity. But he sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. That's how he got him in there. Sold him as a slave. But see, that's how God got him in there. Whose feet they hurt with feathers. He was laid in iron. They had him, man, iron, iron on his arm, hands, legs, chains, taking him to Egypt. Israel didn't know they brothers. There go my deliverer. This is how God going to take care of me with that man right there. So that's why I want to come out here and make sure you see my weakness. Because, see, I haven't taught on that yet. See, when I get to the Apostle Paul, you got to understand, when God revealed to the church your, your, your pastor's weakness, he's going to be, now he's going to show, show you his strength. You have to know what God does. I know what he's doing. Because Paul said, when I was weak, some of y'all, if y'all just knew what I was getting ready to say, y'all can help me out. Psalm 105 and verse 17. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with feathers. He was laid in iron until, is what I want you to underline. How long was he down there? How long was it there? Everybody, I show you today, they were suffering for a long time until. When Jesus came, walked on that shore, and they, they saw that was Jesus, 
She'd been sick all her life. But here comes Jesus. The man with my answer. And the man who is my answer. Until his word came. The word of the Lord tried him. See, it had nothing to do with nobody else. The word of the Lord tried him. Now, I want you to put that one verse, because we're going to go to verse 20, but I want you to put verse 19 on the screen in the NLT. The word of the Lord, the word of the Lord tried him. What does that mean? God wants to see, did he believe the word? Psalm 105, verse 19. It's an awesome thing. Until the time came to fulfill his dreams. Oh, you didn't hear that. This man was locked up until God, the time came when God would fulfill his dream. You remember the man had dreams? When God locked him up, his time came for God to fulfill his dream. Who would have thought that locking up has something to do with fulfilling his dream? Because you go back and look at Joseph. Once he got there and they realized who he was, they didn't know who he was. They didn't know he was a gift from God. And then at the next moment, he was put in charge, authority. After that, he was over everybody. Other day, he was locked up was until his, some of y'all ain't got it yet. Until the time came to fulfill his dreams. The Lord tested Joseph's character. So when you're going through something, what's going on here? I, you, you're not answering. Some of y'all, some of y'all don't know to say some or not. When you're going through something, God is testing your character. He want to know, are you going to question him? Do you still believe he's God? You believe he's the almighty God? The all-powerful God? The all-knowing God? Everywhere at the same time, there's nothing impossible with God. If you know all of this, why would you question, will he heal you? You're supposed to know. How much God had to do before you believe what he can do. The creator of heaven and earth, the one that made you in the mother's belly, you don't think he can take care of you once you're born? What does he have to do? So that's why I want, let, let's, let's finish this because I got two foot to go. Verse number 20 said, the king, once his word came, once his character was tested, God put him as low as he could go because he's going to raise him to the highest height. That's why I read to Ephesians chapter number one. He sit in heavenly places in Christ. Where were you when God saved you? You was in your lowest state. Now God has put you in heavenly places. Right beside, see you, you, this is what you got to see. Listen, this is what you got to see. If the head is seated in heavenly places, show enough the body. 
You just can't uh, take this off and sit up there. It have to be with the body. When, my, when I'm on it, my wife is on it. You can't honor her without me. You can't honor me without her. We won. And that's how it is with the head and the body. So you got to see Jesus Christ seated. That's why the man came to him and said, uh, they asked the question, can we sit with you in your kingdom? And the Lord said to you, listen, it's not for me. It's not for me to, to do that. It's of my father. He's already chosen who will sit there. That's who you are. You're chosen to sit there. But you got to realize why you're sitting there. If all the principles and the powers is under you, then you're over that. So that's why you got to know who you are in Christ. You can't be going about you who you used to be. That's the old person. You're a new creation in Christ. But okay, but I got to go somewhere. Look right here. It says, the king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. Now you got to see all this, but all this happened when his word came. He made him Lord of his house. He made him the ruler, watch this, of all his substance. All of his possessions. Now this man was over. He gave him the power to bind his princes, his own princes, with pleasure, at his pleasure, and to teach his senators wisdom. What an awesome, can somebody get the Lord some praise in this house? What an awesome thing that God did with Joseph. Well, that same thing happened with Jesus Christ. That same thing happened with us in Christ. So that's why you need to hold on to that. All right, now, we go, we go on the way. Let's go all the way back. Now, all this I'm going to show you, but I got to go all the way back and bring you. Because this story didn't start there. Go to the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 4, verse 35. Let's go to work. The Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 4, and verse 35. Watch how, watch how this operates. I don't usually teach the Gospels, but I'm doing this because I, it's, 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 it's connected to my testimony, which you need. Let me say it again. It's connected to my testimony that you need. When God gave me this and told me my suffering was over, I don't believe he's talking to just one person. Let me say this again, because what people do is knowing how to receive when God says something. See, a lot of people wait for God to say something, then they wait later on. See, every time, you, you, you knew what the other, other night, they said that, okay, we got storms coming and coming over, go to the basement. Some of y'all might not have known about that, but I'm just telling you. But anyway, this is what happened. Every time it thundered, it lightened. Lightning is evidence that it thundered. You don't have thunder and no lightning. Now I've told a lot of you this before, but don't go out the window looking. Just if you ever hear, if you ever hear some boom, 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 if you look at outside, you'll see lightning go. Coo, coo, coo. As a matter of fact, how many people here got a uh, Apple phone? When it's thunder and lightning, don't you see on your phone? Y'all never look at the weather station on your phone? Oh, Lord. Well, do me a favor. 
you got a phone. When it's raining outside, look on your phone, you'll see it raining up the top. I don't, maybe, maybe because it's the phone I got on. You got to have what? Weather app. Oh, you got to have the weather app. You, you got... <laughs> Sorry about that. Wasn't trying to put you on the spot. Okay. All right. Now, in, in the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 4, verse 35. Are you there? All right. Now, the first story that I'm going to show you is the Lord's going to calm this storm. That's the first thing. So, but I want to just go right through it because all of this is showing you what he's doing. Now, you got to understand something. When I get down to about a minute or two, I want to I go back and I want to do the Gospel of Matthew. You can write this down. Matthew chapter number 8 and verse 16. I think that's what I want. Because I want to use this scripture at both times. Matter of fact, five minutes. I'm going to need about five minutes on each one of those. So when, it gets that, uh, Matt, when I get five minutes, look at your phone. I want to go back to Matthew 5. Then I'm going to look at verse 14 through 17. Then I'm going to, go, I'm going to take that back to Isaiah 53, 4 through 7. So put them two things down at five minutes, maybe six, something like that, five or six minutes. When I get there, let me know. I'm going to break and I'm going to go there. I want to do that in both services. Okay. All right, so in the Gospel of St. Mark, we back there, chapter 4, verse 35. Here it is, Jesus now just come to see. Everything you see, he's showing you to it in the spiritual realm. Then he's going to show it to you in the natural realm, his power. In verse 35, it, 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 at the same day, when the evening was come, he said to them, let us pass over Onto the other side. Now it's no different than the Lord saying we're going to the other side. Say we're going to the other side. Now, if the Lord say we're going to the other side, we going to the other side, right? He's not let, he not saying you're not gonna have no nothing goes on between them, but we are what? That's what you got to understand. All right. And when he had sent them away, the multitude, he they took him even as he was in the ship. Otherwise, he went down to the bottom of the ship and he was taking a nap. Here come the storm. Now, it's not like Jesus don't know the storm coming. Come on now, let's give him a little praise. Give him a little praise. Come on, give him some praise. Why you think he went down in the ship and slept? Now, now I told you about Joseph. What was he, his test came, but what was he looking for? You, anybody remember at the end of that verse, it told you what he was checking out? His test came, but for what purpose? Some of y'all got it. His character. So you got to understand something. When you're going through something, what is God looking at? He want to see, well, I mean, give me a word for character. Give me a definition for character. If you ain't got it, Google it. Let me know. Let me come back. Okay, verse 38. Anybody got it already? Well, that's what I figured. Let's move it we don't want to be talking about character, you don't what's character. There arose a great storm and wind and waves and beat in the ship until it filled the ship. This is why I love this man that put this song out, uh, James Cleveland. I listen to it all the time. He was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillar. And the Bible said they wake him and they said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? 
And the Bible says he arose, rebuked the wind. That's authority. See, that's something you got to do. That's something you can't put up with in your life. And you're going to have to know that the spirit behind it is called rebuking. So when I pray for you, that's what I do. I rebuke your situation. Otherwise, I'll tell it to stop. That's authority. When you can tell the situation to stop. Jesus told the storm to stop. That's authority. See, we sit with him in a heavenly place in, in Christ, but we got to know what we are there for. He arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. He was really introducing who he was, that he was here on the scene. He was taking the authority. The wind ceased. Just want to make sure the record shows that the wind ceased and there was a great calm. The storm was over. Now the storm was not over because it ended. The storm ended because he ended it. So you got to see what's going on here. Until you stand and rebuke the storm, it don't stop. I'm going to show you a woman was, was like this for 12 years. Until she met Jesus, know how to stop storm, she still had it. See, that's why I said to the Lord, my, my wife would tell you, one day I'm going to give my testimony, but not now. Because my testimony will probably take the whole hour. All the things I've gone through. See, when God told me this, let me show you how awesome God is. When God showed me this, I was laying on my back with my grandson. He was right in the middle of us, you know what I mean. And I just sleep on my back. Because, you know what I mean, after I had the surgery, I had these things in there. And I, I can't live on my left side too long. So that's what God reminded me. He reminded me how my body was acting because the way I had to lay. And the Spirit of God said to me, sleep on your back. I'm going like, okay. He said, why you never had problems your back when you was down south of Mississippi? I said, well, we didn't have no pillars. Exactly. So he said, lay on your back. So I laid on my back. And then after a while, I got up and walked to the bathroom. Going, shoot, man. Wait a minute. All I did was lay on my back? He said, since you have this situation, you, you train yourself to sleep on your right side. And by sleeping on your right side, you sleep on your right hip. Now, the reason why God showed me this is my wife would tell you. It was, it was, my, one morning I got up, it was my left leg. For a whole week. In the world, my left leg. And in the middle of the day, it changed to the right leg. I said to my wife, I said, I know that's the devil. She said, what? I said, how in the world can your body hurt on the left side as long as it wanna, and then switch over to the right side? 
I said, now, Lord, what in the world are you trying to show me? What's, what's going on here? Somebody said, sleep on your back. Now, I, I, I did, and once I did that, I got up the next morning and been walking ever since. Now, my, God showed me, now, you're, you're going to have to get your strength, your strength back because you've been, you know, doing that because you didn't want to hurt. Now, see, you all don't realize, I, I, I've been, I'm going to give my testimony, but I can't do it now, okay? Because I got too much right here. Because it really ain't about me no way. All I know is I'll sleep on my back and I'm walking. That's all you need to, that's all you need to know. <laughs> but I, you know, of course I had this little thing going on with God. Because like, you got to tell me what's going on. Give me the wisdom or you do it or something. I mean, I won't go in there. I'm already, I'm not ever walking in there with a stick unless this church is paid for. I told you that. If you ever see me come in here with a stick, the church, the church has been paid off. Don't forget that. All right. Now, here, in, in, in Mark chapter number four, we just read verse 35, and, and he rebuked the wind. That's my whole point. And verse 10, I'm sorry, verse number 40, he said, he said to them, once he rebuked the wind and it come, he said to them, how is it? I'm sorry, verse number 40. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? So he let you know how he did it, right? All right. And they feared exceedingly. And they said one to another, what manner of man is this? My whole point is, he was a 100% man and 100% God. But he was not using his God, God-ordained power as the son of man. He used them as the son of man. So that means that he had to walk by faith. The Bible says he was tempted in all points, like as they were, but yet without sin. So you got to understand something. People look at Jesus Christ and they see him before he was raised from the dead as now Lord in Christ. But before that, he was Jesus, the man, Christ Jesus. The Bible said there's one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. But he obeyed the word. All right, he walked in the spirit, he walked in love. Those are the same thing that God is wanting us to do. All right, and then he says in verse number 41, and they feared exceedingly and they said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now he was letting you know he was walking in the perfection of the word. You see? All right, let's move on. Now that's the first thing I want to show you. Let's go to the gospel saying Mark's Chapter 5, somebody say your suffering is over. All right, here we are. In chapter 5, verse 1. They came over onto the other side of the sea. Now here come a guy in the country of the Gadarenes. When When he came out of the ship, immediately there met him a man that lived in the tomb, a man that with unclean spirit. Now that word unclean spirit, don't let it deceive you because an unclean spirit has spirits. We know this in this teaching. This man was dwelling among the tomb. No man could bind him, no not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. 
Now, this is the kind of man this was. And the next verse says, And always, night and day, he was in the mountain and in the tomb, crying, cutting himself with stones. Them devils was in him. But the next verse said, But when he saw Jesus, that's why I needed y'all that right there. That's, that's why I needed you to come in at. Come on, get a Lord a big hand. You have to see where his situation changed. When he saw Jesus, afar off, watch what happened. Here's a man with, de here's a man with devils. I have to do this every now and then because some of y'all still don't think I can walk. So you get back up every now and then. But when he saw Jesus, this man here was cutting himself with chains. Them devil was in him. But when he saw Jesus, the man ran to Jesus and fell on his face and worshiped. Why did he do that? His word had came. You got to see what I'm saying. They had Jesus the man, you got Jesus the word. It's no different. Once your word, that's why I showed you the word came, Jesus came, the word, the same thing. The word is God. You got to reverence the word. Once you hear the word you need to hear, that day your word came. You might not get up and walk around like I'm doing right now, but your word came. So that means you receive it. And you embrace it. And every day, you thank God every morning. My word came. Put down the date. How many know the date of the month? You don't, don't do that August thing. Just say the 13th, I get it. The 13th. Minister Hayes' birthday. 13th. The word came. So once the word came, you may say, well, man, I still hurt. The next day or the night. But it's getting better every day. No, y'all didn't hear that. I said, get better once the word come. See, there's a miracle word, and it happened immediately. No more pain, no more nothing. It happened immediately. But then there's a healing word was progressive. But it doesn't make any difference. You still got victory. So what you got to do is you got to thank God from that moment on. Now, I'm going to tell you, because God looking at now, character. Here, here you go. See, I know I've been through this. And it's like, okay, I've got to go in here. I've got to minister to the people. And they see, they see, Pastor is not standing up straight. So you've got people like, see, Pastor, you see how he's been over? Something going on with him. We know our pastor now. Let's pray for him, okay? Because we know he's going through something. It's okay to say that, but see, I'm not, I'm not a man who'd like to come out in front of people with bent over in the back when I, when much wood I know. Not with me in my mouth, this is how you have to be. You got to be able to go to God and say, look, what's up? What's going on? Now you, now you already know the life I live. 
for 44 years. Ministry. No blemishes. 53 years, 54 for Christmas with my wife. No blemishes. What's up? Now, if I, was, if I was, had some blemishes, I can understand maybe something happened because of the blemishes. And God showed me, he said, son, listen, you healed. You just got to sleep on your back. I said, wow. I sleep on my back. God's my witness, my wife will tell you. She knows she's been seeing me every day around her, right? My daughter came and she said, give him a cane. My wife said, give him the tall one. I told him, I said, I ain't Moses. The God that I serve, he will deliver me. That, that's, her, that's her attitude. Now, I don't know who that was for, but that came right out of, woo, that was a hot one there, boy. The, that's what the Hebrew boy says. The God that I serve, he will deliver me. And then they turn around and say, and if he doesn't. I'm still not going to serve you. All right. Now, you're supposed to let me know about them five minutes. Y'all didn't do that. That's why you were holding your hand. You can't stop me like that. You have to catch my collar or something. All right. Now, where am I supposed to go? I'll tell you quickly. Matthew chapter 8. Now, don't forget where we left off at here. Uh, Matthew chapter 8. Mm -hmm. Did y'all hear what I gave y'all? What I gave you first? Matthew chapter 8, verse 14 through 17, right? All right, now I'm not going to read. He healed Peter. He healed Peter mother-in-law. That's verse 14, 15, and 16. No, I can't do it like that. Verse 14. And when Jesus had come into the Peter's house, we come to your camera, son. When Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his mother laid sick of a fever. What did he do? He touched her hand and the fever left. I saw all he do was touch. That's what the woman did. The woman touched him, now he touched this woman and the fever left. She arose and ministered to him. Probably went and fixed him something, you know. When the eve was come, they brought unto him, you got to get this, many that were possessed with devils and he cast out the spirit, watch this, with his word and healed all. Somebody say all. all. How many is all? all? How many is all? all? Everything Jesus did in his ministry was for all. Now here's the point we got to understand. Jesus ain't healing no more. See, you're in the dispensation of grace. See, what people are trying to do is believe Abraham faith. And in Abraham faith, he had to hear God himself. See, when I get to that, I'll show it to you. Abraham had to hear God himself. God told Abraham, take your son, your only son, to Mount Rao and offer him up. Abraham obeyed. And God said, now nah, I know you believe God. See, that's what folks are trying to do. They're trying to use Abraham's faith. The faith you have is a gift from God. See, I went through it. I'm going to go through all that again because I see you ain't got it. But God gave you faith. 
You didn't get your faith by hearing. You got your faith because you've been raised from the dead with the Lord Jesus. Your faith you have is your inheritance. He gave it to you. Romans 12, 3 said he, 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 he blessed you with, with I'm going to give you three verses. Romans 12, 3 says what? He dealt to every man. He gave you the measure. See, I told you I thought I was going to teach on that. He gave you a measure. We're going to get into that, the measure rule. He gave you your measure to rule. And then we're going to go and show you Ephesians 1, because of your inheritance. See, that was not given to you. Ephesians 1 and 3 was not given to us, but because we are a partaker. Once we came in Christ, that made us a partaker of everything that's in, that Israel has. That's why Paul, I'm reading Acts 26, 18, that they may have inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith. You got a part of the inheritance. In that inheritance, you get Ephesians 1 and 3. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Well, faith is a spiritual blessing. And faith is in heavenly places. That's where you are. In Christ. See, you got to understand, ungrace, you didn't work for nothing. Everything was given to you in grace. Everything is free in grace. If it's work, it can't be grace. That's how you have to know what you got. You did nothing to get it. You don't even deserve it. And God hand you faith. But he didn't just give you faith by itself because faith cannot work by itself. He gave you his love to empower the faith he gave you. You decide how much power you operate in. Some of y'all won't get that. I'll give you that later on. To, to increase your faith, empower your faith, you must walk in love. You got to understand it. Your faith, your, the Bible says if you can have all faith to, that you can move mountains, 1 Corinthians 13, and have not charity, it profits you nothing. Your faith is worth nothing if you don't walk in love. I'm showing you why so many people don't get what God has for their life. He gave you the faith, gave you the love, and all you got to do is walk in the love. Now, as you do that, it's like spiritual exercise. Your faith is growing. Come on, do this. They say, my faith is growing. Every time you walk in love, your faith is growing. Somebody say amen. Somebody say, grow faith. Grow faith. Every time you walk in love, you always say, my faith is growing. You don't have to go out and make it grow. Just walk in love. Verse 17. Why did he heal all that were sick? Verse 17. That it might be fulfilled. I want to put that one scripture on the board in the NLT. Matthew 8, 20, 8, 17. And we're going to finish there, start there for the next time. Why did he, why did Jesus heal all the sick? See, the, the next part, I want to, I'm going to set this to you the next part, and I'm going to show you that everything Jesus did was eternal. Jesus ministries 
is eternal. That's why you're still talking about it. He's not going to come back and do it again. He did it one time because it is what? It's what? It's eternal. When he healed one, he healed all. He's not coming back to do it again. His ministry is not temporary. His ministry is eternal. It's already finished. He's not coming back to heal the sick again. He came here, he healed all that was sick. Every disease that known the man, he made sure he healed them all. Why did he do that? Verse 17, we're going to go through the screen. Here we go. This fulfilled the word of the Lord. What did it mean to fulfill? Come on, talk to me. This what? It completed, finished, accomplished, put an end to. He's not doing it no more. He already fulfilled the word of the Lord that the prophet said he took our sickness. It's already been fulfilled. He already took our sicknesses. He already removed your diseases. You just got to know it's already been done. See, some of y'all don't get it You because you still want him to do it. Come on, Jesus. Come on down here, Jesus. Come on, get up on your feet. Come on down here, Jesus. Come on down here, Jesus, and heal my sick. Touch me, Lord. Come on, heal me, Lord. He's already done it. Now he needs you to come and worship him. He's already done it. The word of the Lord has already been fulfilled. The Bible said that was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah already said it. Isaiah said it. Jesus came and finished it. So it's already done. Now God looking for somebody to believe him. Now watch this. You're not believing God to get it done. Your faith is not to believe God to do it. The faith you have is to believe is already done. God, say, God gave me his faith so I can believe it's already done. See, when you got God's faith, you're not trying to get healing. You're in defense. You're in the defense of the gospel. You're defending what you have. Fight the good fight of faith does not mean you out here pressing down, trying to get over into something, to get something. You're the person with everything. Fight the good fight of faith is to keep what you have. Not let the enemy take your inheritance. Healing is yours. The Bible says healing is called the children's bread. Hello, children. Healing belongs to you. Healing has already been yours. Pastor Crump, I'm all right. You pray for me. Nobody got to pray for me no more. Listen, when you want something from God, you got to be like the woman. She, listen, she been all the physicians. This woman been to every doctor you can name. But she wasn't stopping until she got what she needed from the Lord. So don't let nobody fool you. Don't, don't let nobody say, look, y'all, somebody already prayed for me. I'm all right. You don't know that you don't put all your marbles on that one person to pray for you. They might not have had it. Watch this. Or they might not have had it that day. The anointing rests upon her as he sees fit. 
You keep coming until you get it. God already saved you. The same God, the same blood, the same death on the cross, save your soul, heal your body. Everything happened that day. It's not a separate day. So if you can receive his salvation and know by grace you are saved, by grace you are healed. Let me say it again. By grace you are saved. The word saved means what? Deliverance. By grace. It just didn't take place with your soul. It took place with your physical body. Gonna come to this camera. Get a lot of great big hand in this house. You're gonna come to this camera. 2,000 years ago, the Lord came, God came in flesh. That's who he was. It was the Father. The Father came in the body of his Son and talked to Israel face to face. Everything that they needed, it was already done. That's why the Apostle Paul said, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches. Watch this. By Christ Jesus. By the word. Christ Jesus the word. God gave you the word now. So you had to worry about I need to be saved. Well he's already saved you. You need to be believing and receive it. You don't do nothing. It's been done for you. You need to believe it and receive it. Bow your head. Father I receive Come on, everybody. Father, I believe the word. I receive my healing. And I receive my health. I receive my salvation. Salvation for my soul. Salvation for my body. I receive it all. And I give you the praise and the glory and the honor forever, forever, forever. Come on, clap your hand. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith, the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Door of Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.